0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Montel Weekly Podcast, bringing energy matters in an informal setting. This week, the European Commission proposed a flurry of new measures to intervene in Europe's wholesale energy market. What are the current proposals on the table, and will they be sufficient in bringing prices down and shielding energy consumers across the continent? Or could they cause unintended consequences? with potentially harmful impacts on the workings of the market. Helping me, Richard Svarsson, to dissect the key elements of the interventions is Simone Mori of Enel. A warm welcome to you, Simone. Good morning. Thank you very much. Let's start by discussing your views on the measures proposed by the European Commission this week. Were you happy with them? Well, I I would say it's it's quite an important step forward.
1: As always, uh, you know... uh, is is, is the, the debate and the evolution of of uh, uh, European uh, policy making process? Uh, it needs a lot of time, and, and I don't want to be you know uh, too critical, but uh, the first reaction very often is uh, is slow, and in some cases also denial. Then there is uh, the conscience that something that will be done then there is a a bit of a debate about different countries and different interests, because what we are talking about is something which is really uh, divisive in Europe because there are reasonably different interests. Uh, But at the end of the day, it seems that the logic is coming, and we believe the logic basically is to find a a solution for the root cause of the problem of gas prices in Europe today, which is uh, the excessive volatility of... uh, of the, the TTF index and all the other all gas hubs around Europe, because which are in some way connected to TTF, and unfortunately the 85% uh, more or less of contracts of gas in Europe, which are directly linked to TTF. And the fact that for the first time the proposal approved by commission introduces the concept of a price control at TTF level, is a very important step forward. There are many details to be defined. We have to understand how, how this will be applied. But, uh, but uh, I think it's a very important
0: step forward. Would you then agree with the commission that the prices on the TTF have been artificially inflated?
1: Yeah, well, I, especially in the overall prices, because you know the intraday volatility is a problem, but I would say it's not the, the key problem. So, uh, yes, yeah. uh, the TTF prices are well, there is a big debate among the, among the analysts if TTF price is uh, reflecting the fundamentals or not. Uh, it's very hard to say, you know, but uh, for sure, the fact that for a quite long period of time, uh, TSOs, uh, from all European countries had to buy at any price in order to fill up storage is creating a big impact on, on the price indexes. Probably this market, especially TTF, are not uh, liquid enough to guarantee a strong resistance to our ma- manipulation in the short term. Then I believe that more than intraday, which is important, but what is very, very important is, 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 is the cap on the average price, which is by the end, not something strange. I mean, as a, a, we are a power company, we use it to live with cap on market pool, as you know. And a few years ago, I mean, all, all, all major European pools have a price cap in order to Cut the excessive prices, excessive volatility. So it's something that is in some in the culture of markets. It's not an anti market measure, it's something in the culture of market. Well, as I say, it's not easy to say, uh, to establish if there was, uh, you know, what was the manipulation. Uh, but for sure, artificially, in the sense that uh, basically the need to, to fill up storage and then the fact that TSOs were buying at any price. And some operation carried out by probably by traders, probably by by exporters in some specific phase. Well, it's difficult to, to say, but it's very hard to believe that that these skyrocketing prices were really only a reaction on the fundamentals. Where you know today we have uh, the storages are full, and uh, and they say it's not by chance that uh, that uh, once uh, the commission started to discuss about the price cap seriously which basically was at the beginning of September when the Commission uh, uh, called a couple of technical meetings to, to look inside the topic of the cap in a serious way, the the TTF prices dropped quite significantly. Of course, there is a reaction on the expectation of, of traders. Of course, if you have a position and you believe the European Commission may do something, they will uh, change, they, they will show their position on that. But it's clear that uh, that uh, at the end of the day, uh, the let's say the discussion on price cap on TTF already brought very good results. Because even if you don't have yet a cap, so the only, only yes. just the, the fact of uh, the very fact of discussing about it, of making it a potential reality, created an
0: expectation which brought the market to a more reasonable mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, when you have uh, traders operating with a blank check, obviously there are going to be some consequences of that. But uh, so what what I gather this week the Commission has tabled is also a mandate um, for the ministers at EU level to develop a market correction mechanism to limit prices of the TTF. Is this something that you think is necessary?
1: Yeah, 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 this is basically what we well, uh, it's, it's, there are... There were several ideas... Some of them are concurrent, some of them may be alternatives, but it's clear that when you have uh, such levels of volatility and parking uh, packing prices, the idea of saying, oh, this is just the proper reaction of markets uh, to the market conditions it, is not the answer. Because there is manipulation, yeah. In, in the broad sense, I'm not only referring to operators making specific operation in a specific moment, but when you announce that your export as a big country, as a big exporter as a Russian, that, you, that, that, your, that your supply will be reduced. That's manipulation. When uh, one of the most important pipelines is blowing up, uh, that's manipulation. And, uh, again, when a when, uh, when law or, or or commission says, or a or, or government asks uh, a TSO to go and buy any price, uh, it's it's technically manipulation. It's not a negative. It's not necessarily a negative word manipulation, but technically it's a manipulation. So defending the fact that we have to keep a market going, uh, in without touching it, uh, it's. I think it's a quite naive position because uh, you know this is a heavily manipulated, artificially modified market. If you don't like the manipul the word manipulation, and uh, just letting it go. It's not a solution. So well, all 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 people, all European citizens, and companies are paying the price for this in some way. Ideological approach to the to the to
0: the uh, the fact that markets are to be just perfect. Because when the market is not working, you have to hmm. intervene. So do you think the market is broken, or think these is just these are just em- emergency temporary measures that uh, will carry us through the next sort of three to six months? emergency temporary measure, I would say. This is an emergency temporary measure.
1: I don't believe the market is broken forever. Now there is, of course, I mean, the crisis is pushing the market in a very special condition. That's not forever. Um, of course, you may, we may have a different uh, reflection on how European gas market was created. You know, it's very hard today. We all probably, you know, I believe that also on your side, uh, we... We were very happy when finally we started to discuss about the decoupling, for example, between oil price and gas price. And under many circumstances, this was a very good sign because of the market dynamics in gas were quite quite interesting. But of course, what we discovered today, for example, is that the gas market in Europe, which is again we have to remind it, is a is a big import market. So because it's a market based on import, because basically we are reducing the, our domestic production quite quite drastically, was delinking its dynamics from a very big global market and linking its own dynamics to something which is smaller and easier to to manipulate, as we say now. So uh, I, I was I'm not saying that I was wrong when I was among the ones saying, "Oh, that's a very good fat." The company is very good, so I'm not, you know, I'm not blaming anybody. I, I was among among the ones saying it was very good. Today, probably we, we look at it in a different way because, of course, oil market is much more robust, is much more less volatile, and today, when you have for companies having a, a contract linked to to oil, are in a much you know much safer waters than what companies having a a TTF linked,
0: uh, linked content, so it's this will be more structural but i think it will take more time Mm. i mean you know in many ways the gas market is very global as well you know it depends on a lot of the the factors such as demand in northeast asia um, south asia even and also supply at different parts of the globe but do you think the proposals from the commission to create a kind of lng index will better reflect uh, the global fundamentals rather than you say this kind of local european level fundamentals that have been driving Mm. the ttf so That something you would you would uh, uh, welcome, uh, Simon? It's a nice try. I mean, to find to to find a way to have a more
1: uh, an index which respects more the global uh, dimension of this market is a good idea. I think Uh, you know the problem that an index usually is an output, it's not an input. So you may not define your index by yourself. The index is a a consequence of of the commodity. and the, the dynamics of the commodity to what this index is linked, and uh, yeah, you're you're right when you say that uh, that gas is a global market, but it's a global market for the for the marginal amounts, no? At least for us, I mean, a large part of the European market is uh, covered by gas uh, coming through pipeline. The LNG is a is a bit of different stuff, and in any case, it's a, it's not by chance that we are also paying LNG. Our LNG prices are very. Uh, very higher, uh, much higher than, uh, than the rest of the globe, even if this is a global market. So it's a glob, it's global, but it's much more local. So it's that's a different stuff. But in any, in any case, you you are perfectly right. That's a good idea to try to have a to have an index which is more coherent with the uh, the global market dynamics, uh, uh, and uh, also try to consider LNG a market which is quite separated from the the market of gas coming through pipes. And uh, that's the reason why the proposal and uh, uh, we have been, as a company, strong supporter of the of the proposal of a, of, a, of a cap on TTF, as you know, uh, which has been originally presented by the Italian government. Uh, and uh, there was some misunderstanding at the beginning, but the proposal never implied the idea to putting a cap on LNG because it would be it would be crazy to be it would be a backfiring Europe. So it's clear that uh, once you accept the idea of uh, limiting uh, prices and volatility on the on TTF, you have to accept the idea that you are splitting the market into parts. Market for pipes and a market for energy with different market dynamics. I mean, Europe is a, among the proposals. You know, they are also trying to put in place something similar to what they, Europe did for the vaccines. So the, the, the supply processes that could be, I don't know how easy it will be to realize this idea, but it's an understandable idea. Let's become a stronger player in the global LNG market in order to to have a bigger voice. Let's see. Let's see if there will be... Possible to realize on that?
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's there's still a lot of discussions that need to be made, a lot of decisions that need to be uh, made as well. So we'll see what happens over the coming weeks. But there's also proposals for the an EU price cap um, for for gas generation in the power market. The the so-called Spanish intervention that's that's already occurring in Iberia and Portugal, where, where you're very active. Is do you, the the commission has said it needs more analysis at the EU level. But how have you? Found that it it sort of worked in in Spain, this uh, this measure?
1: In Spain, the measure is working uh, reasonably well. It is expensive because uh, this is not a cap. This is a subsidy. They call it cap, but it's a subsidy. So basically, you limit the price that you may ask for your power production when it's produced by gas but you are not to the cost of gas. So somebody has to pay the dif- for the difference. And there is a quite complex cost subsidies measure. And Spain is working pretty well because if you look at the power prices, they are much lower than uh, the average in Europe. But Spain is a quite special situation because uh, it's uh, basically it's not importing Russian gas and there's very little influence for what we know of gas linked to TTF. And uh, second, uh, Iberia is not a Spain, Spain and Portugal, Iberia is... Uh, has a very little connection with the rest of Europe. So there is uh, the, 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 the consequence of having an export, extra export of power, because you are limiting the price of power, then your power becomes more competitive and then you tend to export your power to other countries, which is a paradox because today, if you want, there is a little contribution of, of, from the side of Spanish customers who are subsidizing gas and they are producing more electricity, burning gas to export it. It's a bit yeah. of a paradox. But this is an acceptable paradox because this is one place quite isolated with very little links, but it would be very difficult to apply the same model in countries which, which are more interconnected. At the European level, you know, the impact of those measure is exactly the same as uh, in, introducing the revenue cap on renewables and nuclear, which is what Europe uh, did a Few uh, again in the, in, in the proposal of of the Commission to put a 180... Europe per megawatt hour cap, the technically is exactly the same measure. The, the measure is aimed at squeezing the difference between the marginal price and the revenues which, which a renewable or a nuclear producers may get. And uh, it's okay. I mean, it's an emergency. It's exactly the same as you asked, as you asked me on the gas cap. As an emergency measure, it's okay. We apply this in Italy; it works. Why is good? Why is bad? It's good because uh, it's easy to put in place; it's easy to remove. So once the day after you believe that the crisis is over, you just disconnect, and the market may go may go back to the, its original configuration. What is negative is that uh, this is not fixing in a in a, syst- in a in a structural way the problem. And the problem is that uh, it doesn't make much sense uh, to have a renewable production. Uh, exposed to the flu- short-term fluctuation of commodity. We have been working here in order to promote a transformation of the European market model towards a long-term modern mechanism. We have been working here for that because it doesn't make any sense. Why well, do well, well, you have 70% of renewables? Uh, having the renewable remuneration exposed to the volatility of gas doesn't make any sense. That's bad for companies. That's bad for customers. So we believe that uh, uh, the the Something has to be made in order to introduce a structural transformational market, which should be much more based on long-term contracts. And then it would be much more natural for renewable plants to get a price which is closer to the LCOE of the co- of the of the of the plant, which it's let's say the average cost of the plant. So it, it, that should be a market which is uh having more and more renewables it's important to have a market which is much more related to the average cost of production instead of a marginal cost of production. I don't want to be too theoretical, but that, that's, that, that's basically what those measures are trying to do by putting a, a cap on the gas price in Spain or putting or, or taxing the extra revenues of, or, on, on a short-term market. It doesn't make much sense, I mean, because the idea is okay, I keep the market what it is, as it is because it's beautiful. Then I don't like uh, the result of this beautiful market. and I modify the results. So it's a bit a contradiction of terms. What it should be done is a, a structural reform going more and more towards long-term contractualization that we believe it's needed, badly needed. We, we are working actively on that, and we are p- pushing a lot this idea.
0: So the marginal pricing model then is, is no longer fit for purpose, then, Simona, you think?
1: No, marginal price is good for, you know, if marginal price is good for marginal production. Marginal price works very well, in the as, as, as efficient dispatching methodology, and we need it. We will need it in the future huh? until we have a fossil fuels competing for the last part of the market. We will need We will need a marginal a marginal price. But this is it for that. For you know, it's it's kind of a, it's, it's a short term, uh, let's say, dispatching optimization of the market. But, you know, if you look, we made a, we made a research. We asked, we asked an, an, independent, an independent advisor to make a research to evaluate what's the share of investments carried out in Europe after the liberalization, just thanks to the market uh, dynamics. It's a, it's a small minority. It's a, it's a small minority. A large part of the investment, even in the fossil fuels, not only will i be carried out through some kind of, you know, uh, long-term tendering, uh, capacity markets, uh, strategic reserve. Uh, just because volatility is not what people need in order to uh, to, to decide to to to, take, uh, to make an investment decision or or a disinvestment decision, because that's the same. You may look at the two different ways. So we believe that Europe, Europe badly needs. A uh, deep reform, shifting much more. towards was long term and keeping us the system under price for what it is—a fantastic, efficient methodology for defining which plant I want to dispatch tomorrow.
0: A final question, Simone. Um, you know, we're we're going to see a lot of these policy me- measures being decided uh, over the coming days and, and weeks. What would be your one wish for for to put to the to the policymakers? Um, um in and, and, and during this process. For us big point is to tackle in the short term uh, the issue of gas price
1: uh, where the problem is uh, which is the TTF, TTF cap. This is uh, the only way to bring back the debate towards the domestic level in a more rational way. Because today, you know, politicians I, I understand the politicians, but right? they, they have to face uh, problems at domestic level. I mean with the bills, the energy bills and they're doing in some case rational uh, Things in other case completely irrational things, huh? because I mean, if you if you hit a company with a measure and then you have to give them a billion euros in order to save it or to bail it out, it's not very rational. If you want, it's a big, it's just a big mess. But it's understandable. This, is, this is, you know, for politicians, this situation is very difficult to to manage. And uh, and uh, I think that is the problem number one. We are giving you know, you look at the windfall profits of. of of a country, also friendly countries, quite us. We are not talking about Russia. We are talking about Norway, uh, about 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 the US. I mean, we are wasting an incredible amount of European financial resources in order to 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 be loyal uh, to a theoretical idea of a short term market, which is clearly not working. So we really, we really believe that this is. A, Priority number one: We balance the price in Europe to a more reasonable level, relaxing a bit the situation. Then starting to work on the structural measures, which are, I think are very much focused. Repower U EU is, I think, is a very good is a very good approach. Energy transition is a great way, not only to decarbonize Europe, but also to increase the security of supply for European cities and companies. That's the right way to go. But this is structural. Now we have to manage the. Short term, otherwise, there is not room in the mind of politicians to manage a structural.
0: Simone, thank you very much for being a guest on the Monte Weekly podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Richard. Thank you very much for, your, uh, for inviting me. It was a great pleasure. And uh, well, it's, uh, let's see what happens. Uh, hoping to, to have the chance to meet again in a short period of time in, in a better condition of, of the market and, uh, and on, the, on, the, on, on the energy prices in Europe. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: So, listeners, you can now follow the podcast on our own Twitter account, aptly named the Montel Weekly Podcast. Please direct message any suggestions, questions, or, you know, let us know if you, if you think you have a good idea for a guest on the show. You can also send us an email to podcast at montelnews.com. Lastly, remember to keep up to date with all that's happening in energy markets on Montel News. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you, and goodbye.